After beating the Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving Day, the Green Bay Packers are one step closer to putting themselves in a position to make a playoff push, regardless of whether they are NFC contenders. That is important. Plus, speaking of important, Jordan Love's development is important. He is getting a chance to see opponents now starting for the second time the Kansas City Chiefs are up next. And... Sean Ryan, I know you guys are thirsty for some offensive line talk. Sean Ryan should be already starting for the Green Bay Packers at right guard. I don't know what we're wasting our time wondering about. All of that and a lot more on today's Locked on Packers. You are Locked on Packers. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers. The number one Packers podcast on the internet, and the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked on Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. And today's episode brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn. LinkedIn helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to host your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. It is, I know, a little bit startling for some fans who a few weeks ago had decided that the season was over for the Green Bay Packers. And yet, here they stand, five and six. They are just outside of the playoff picture. I mean, and I mean just outside of of the playoff picture as it stands right now. And this is before Monday night football. The Packers right now stand five and six. That is relevant for a couple reasons, but let's start with who they're fighting against for those last couple wildcard spots. Right now, the other teams five and six in the NFC, the Los Angeles Rams, Packers, Head-to-head tiebreaker. The New Orleans Saints, who just lost on Sunday. Head-to-head tiebreaker. Now, the Atlanta Falcons, they're in the position to now win the NFC South. And for the Packers, it kind of doesn't matter because they lost to Atlanta. So, as it stands right now, what the Packers would like to have happen is for Atlanta to run away with the NFC South. Don't worry about Tampa. Don't worry about New Orleans. And we already know, let's be honest, no one is worried about Carolina. They stink. They're terrible. Okay, so Atlanta, keep going. Keep winning your games. And that's all good for Green Bay. You have, because, again, you have the head-to-head with New Orleans. You have the head-to-head with LA. 
They're now just a game back from Seattle and Minnesota. Seattle lost on Thursday. They have a brutal schedule the rest of the way, something we touched on a little bit last week. Their schedule to close, I mean, they have the Cowboys this week. They have to go to San Francisco after that. And then they have the the, the Eagles at home. Plus, they still have to play the Steelers, who suddenly look like a slightly different team. And you know that Arizona, that first week of January, they will live to spoil the Seahawks season in a divisional game. And the Vikings, the Vikings have to play Monday night against a, I don't want to quite say resurgent Bears team. They got the Raiders and the Bengals with backup quarterbacks. But even if they do nothing, getting to that fifth loss, they play the Lions coming up and they play the Packers coming up. The Packers stealing this Lions game was quietly huge. Now, sure, if Green Bay loses this week to Kansas City, all of that changes, or at least the calculations change. But you now bring in this variable. We don't know what the Lions are going to be playing for in week 18. Maybe they're playing for something. And I I think, frankly, the most important part of all this is that it doesn't really matter if the Packers make the playoffs. I mean, it, it, it would be nice getting the opportunity, even if they are the seven seed against a two seed that we think will be much better than they are. And and that's almost certainly going to be the case, irrespective of who that two seed is, they're going to be favored by a touchdown or more against the Green Bay Packers. Now, if the Packers play the way that they did against the Lions, against anyone they face in that two seed from the NFC, the Eagles don't look great. The 49ers don't look great. Like, it's not like these teams are no doubt title contenders, all those things. But even if it, it it doesn't go great, that's okay. Because making that push in a lot of the same way that the Eagles a few years ago, they go nine and seven, they go into the postseason, and the Buccaneers beat them pretty pretty soundly. That set them up because their organization knew, okay, this is a playoff caliber team. It's just not competing with Tom Brady caliber playoff team. Well, there is no Tom Brady in the NFC anymore. There is no Aaron Rodgers in the NFC anymore. So who is the hegemon that they are waiting to face that they're like, oh God, I don't know if we can beat this team. Like the Eagles are very talented. No doubt about it. The Eagles are very talented. At the same time, uh, They have some defensive issues in terms of what's happening this offseason with this secondary and paying everyone. The defensive front is getting old. Even if you get, you know, some of some of the improvement from from some of the young players, Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter's incredible. But there's still plenty to prove there. The Packers are in a position to say. Hey, what about us? And even if you're not going to make a push in the conference this year, that 
experience is vital. And that proof of concept is vital to building a culture. When you want to get buy-in from players who are potentially skeptical of what you're trying to do. Hey, you've never done anything without Aaron Rodgers, Matt LaFleur. Why should I listen to anything that you say? Well, winning nine or 10 games with Jordan Love in year one and all of these first and second year players on the offense, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good selling point. So keep selling that. But in order to do that, you have to go win these games. You have to go and you look at the rest of the schedule. I understand Kansas City, a tough one this week. But after that, I mean, the Giants, the Vikings, the Bears, the Panthers, the Bucks. These are teams that right now, if you just watched what happened on Sunday and Thursday, You'd go, why are the Packers not better than all of those teams? And if they beat all of those teams, they're going to win 10 games and they might be the sixth seed. I mean, they might get a rematch with the Lions in round one. Wouldn't that be fun? So I understand some of the questions about the defense. Hopefully you get Jerry Alexander back and you get Devondre Campbell back and you don't have to worry about these questions. I wrote about the defense and and why it's kind of fake in uh, The Leap a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to uh, today. But this Packers team has a legitimate chance right now to get into the postseason. If they win their final five, like pretty pretty good chance. All of the models have it at like 85, 90 plus percent chance of getting into the postseason if the Packers win their final five. Now that's a, that's a big ask, but we saw the Packers make this run last year. And, and I don't want to hear anyone say Aaron Rodgers because it wasn't because Aaron Rodgers suddenly started playing so much better. It really wasn't. It was because the defense got healthy and started playing better. They started to get takeaways. It was because Christian Watson became a much bigger part of this offense. I want to see more Christian Watson. And the schedule was easy. Guess what? The schedule gets easy for the Packers right after this week. We're going to talk about some of the schedule pieces here coming up in just a second on Locked on Packers. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. That seems obvious. You want good candidates. Duh. But how do you find those good candidates? Well, LinkedIn Jobs can make it easy because they have the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. Hiring is easy when you have All the quality candidates, so easy. In fact, it's 86%. 86%, that's a ton of small businesses get a qualified candidate for their job posting within 24 hours. How would you like to have a qualified candidate for your job within 24 hours? Seems pretty great. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. And today's episode also brought to you by our friends at BetterHelp. BetterHelp can help you, that's why they call it BetterHelp, become the best version of yourself. And as we transition into the winter here, I know for a lot of people out there, it makes it hard to stay positive. One of the bright spots in your life can be 
therapy. And that's what BetterHelp can offer you. If you're thinking of starting therapy, BetterHelp is there for you. Entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, and then BetterHelp, they will match you with a licensed therapist. You can switch therapists anytime at no additional charge. They're trying to find the best person for you, but if you're not clicking with that person, you can find someone else. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on. And thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. Locked On has launched their first ever 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So one of the things as I was looking at the Packers schedule that I was thinking about and and this upcoming week is is one of those weeks. You know, when a new quarterback comes in, there's not a lot of tape. And so sometimes they can have an early advantage. And then teams start to catch up and you go, okay, is this really real? But there's also times when a a quarterback is adjusting to the league and it takes them a little while. And then the second time they start to see these teams, they start to see these defenses, they go, I can do this. And it's not just wish casting with Jordan Love. And... The biggest reason why is look at the difference in the second half versus the first half of these games over the course of the season. Something we've talked about ad nauseum on the show. But it's not a coincidence that the Packers are finding a groove right now because they've had half a season to get this figured out. And Jordan Love has had to see more NFL defenses that you go out and you execute against the Rams. And I wrote about this for the leap. We talked about it on the show, the the similarities with the Chargers defense. And you go, okay, they know they can attack this. Well, the Lions, and one of the reasons I was bullish on the Packers' ability to attack the Lions when they played the Lions in week four, and it didn't work out this way, but one of the reasons why I was bullish on the Packers' ability to attack the Lions was there was this weird quirk in the schedule where in week two they played the Falcons. Ryan Nielsen is a former Saints coach. In week three, they played the Saints. Dennis Allen is the guy who helped get Ryan Nielsen that defensive coordinator job by being a really good defensive coach And of course, Ryan Nielsen, also a very good defensive coach, but those two guys working together to create a very good defense, it is the same sort of style. And then in week four, it just so happened that you get Aaron Glenn and Aaron Glenn runs the same sort of style as Dennis Allen and Ryan Nielsen. You go, okay, well, there's some continuity to how you can attack these guys. It's similar styles of defense. And they tried it. And what did I say? 
What did I say last week? I said the way to come out and attack this Lions team was to do it through the air. The Packers, who led this entire game 32 throws, and if we're talking about designed runs from running backs, let's start there, 17 carries. They came out chucking it against the Lions. They knew they had an advantage. They knew how to attack this group. And because the protection held up and because the guys were in the right places and because Jordan Love saw the game cleanly and put the ball where it needed to be, they were able to attack a common opponent. The Lions in this case, no doubt a common opponent, but you get a common defense. That's maybe more important. Well, they've seen the Bears. They beat up the Bears. They've got to go play the Bears. They've seen the Vikings. Now they lost to the Vikings, but they had plenty of opportunities in the red zone in the second half of that game. It's going to be a backup quarterback. This is the chance for Jordan Love to do what he did against the Lions and light them up on second try. We'll see if he's able to do it. Ejiro Evero in Carolina plays a Fangio style of defense. Not quite the same as what the Rams do, not quite the same as what the Chargers do, but we're talking about similar principles. Jordan Love has seen it. Now, Jordan Love didn't play last year when they played the Giants but he was certainly part of the preparation process and saw what the Packers were able to do against the Giants. It's been a little while against the Bucs. I wouldn't say Todd Bowles and the Bucs are a common opponent necessarily. Certainly he was on the team in 2020 when they played them twice, but Jordan Love was not the quarterback. That difference matters. Still, Vikings common opponent, Bears, common opponent, and then the Panthers, common defense. Let's just take those. Let's just take those three games. If you win those games because, as you did last week, you showed up against a common opponent where you go, okay, we know how to attack these guys. Let's go do it. Win those games, 8-9, same thing you did last year with Aaron Rodgers. For whatever caveats you want to say, 8-9 and of the Aaron Rodgers. Now, add in the Giants. The Packers should absolutely be beating the Giants. Common opponent from last year, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers played in that game, but Jordan Love, I'm sure, I'm sure did plenty of prep for it as well. That's nine. If you win those, that's nine. And now you're improving on what you did last year. And you start to go, okay, the growth is there. The growth is there. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. I mean, this is something we've been talking about and, and trying to and parse and figure out, okay, are, can do they have what it takes? And, and yes, they have what it takes, but are they going to go out and do it? The Broncos and the Raiders gave us, I think, pretty clear examples of like, well, you still have to go out and do it. Now, in the case of both of those teams, it's interesting now that you look back on those games and you go, well, the Broncos have won five straight. And the Raiders look like a different team. I know they lost on Sunday, but they look like a different team, you know, since then. They've been playing much better. They have the talent. We knew they have the talent. Still don't lose to 
Josh McDaniels when Josh McDaniels is going to get fired two weeks later. Maybe, maybe try that. But for this Packers team, this common opponent idea is real. And I think for Matt LaFleur in particular, it's something that he can scheme to. It's something that you get really excited about if you're a Packers fan because Matt LaFleur is that guy. And I think because we've seen now, look, this is great for Jordan Love. He saw the Lions once. They used the same game plan essentially to attack this Lions team. And guess what? It worked a second time. Okay. Jordan Love has seen the Chiefs. I know it was 2021. I know the circumstances were, were, were somewhat different. I know Devontae Adams was involved in that game. So, you know, that's a pretty monster difference. But this is Steve, still Steve Spagnolo. It's still Chris Jones in the center of that defense. It's still Nick Bowden. It's still Justin Reed. It's still a lot of the same people involved. Do you have a better plan for those zero pressures? Are they going to bring all those pressures? Because Brian Flores could have done it. He does do it. And he didn't. Is Steve Spagnolo going to go YOLO? Didn't even mean to rhyme that one. Jordan Love gets another opportunity to play another team that he has faced before. This is another check mark opportunity for him. Another touchstone opportunity for him. And this is something to keep an eye on. Something to keep an eye on down the stretch here for the Green Bay Packers. All right, we're going to talk heavy, deep offensive line. Get ready. Get excited. We're going to do that in just a second here on Locked on Packers. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy sports. And one of the reasons is right now, you can cross the leagues. So you can do like LeBron James and Travis Kelsey, Packers play the Chiefs this weekend, 10 and a half combo of three-pointers made plus receptions. So if LeBron James and Travis Kelsey create more than 10 and a half three-pointers plus receptions, you win. That's it. That's all you have to do. You win. Prize Picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entities stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not, refer, not return in the second half, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy platform with an injury insurance policy. So take advantage of it today. Prize Picks also offers Apple Pay Now for quick and easy deposits into an account this football season. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. And today's episode brought to you by friends over at Locked On Packers. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. Did you catch that? Our friends at Locked On Packers, that's us. That's us. Locked On has launched the first ever national 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for your 24-7 coverage of the top stories in sports with local experts from the Locked On Podcast Network. Plus, our national shows give you all the coverage you need in every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever 24-7 national streaming channel. Okay, last thing I want to bring up here. I don't know how many times now we have to discuss the offensive line lineups. 
I'm I'm kind of over the, the discussion about the left tackle. I don't think now, at this point, there's a meaningful difference between what Rashid Walker brings and Yash Nyman brings. I kind of don't care who's playing over there. The gap at right guard is now sizable to me. And I know that Sean, Sean Ryan has had a much smaller sample size than John Runyon Jr. And I know that the coaches see these guys every day in practice. They see them in the film room. And, and all of those those conversations and those those criticisms of the criticism, right? You you know you say, okay, why isn't Sean Ryan playing? Blah. And then there's fans that are going to go, wait, but the coaches see them every day in practice. They see them in the weight room. They see them in the film room. They know what they're like in meetings. They know their acumen for the offense, all of that. I understand it. But I don't think we can act like these coaches are infallible either. Because they started Royce Newman over Sean Ryan for two games. Sean Ryan is now playing ahead of Royce Newman comfortably and and to the point where he is getting reps in games where they're trying to figure out, is it Sean Ryan, is it John Ryan Jr.? We, we knew, we knew, we knew a year ago, Sean Ryan was better than John, than, than not John Ryan Jr. necessarily. We knew he was better than Royce Newman because Royce Newman stinks on ice. He's not good and hasn't been good. Like has not been impressive since training camp of 2021. We're talking about Two plus years. We can't just assume that the coaching staff is going to get this right. Because they've got it wrong too many times. And I don't want to rehash some of the playoff decisions, though they've been bad. They started last season with Royce Newman playing out of position at right tackle and Jake Hansen playing out of position at right guard. Why does anyone think that the coaches deserve the benefit of any doubt on this. They've gotten it wrong often enough that there's no reason for us to just go, well, I guess they know more than us and so we can't offer any sort of uh, obstacle to the decisions that are being made. No, we watch the games. We see what's happening. That's nonsense. And at a certain point, you go, it doesn't matter what happens in the meeting rooms. It doesn't matter what's happening in the practice facility. It matters that the players who are playing are not good. John Runyon Jr., and this is the, the irony of all of this, is that in 2021, and, and, and really going back to 2020, I'm going, why is John Rennie Jr. not getting a real chance to play? And it took injuries for him to get that opportunity. And then it seemed like, okay, well, 2022, like, no doubt he's going to get to play. And then they take Sean Ryan, and it seemed like, okay, well, do, do they want him to start? And then he, then he, like, wasn't. He wasn't. Until the whole offensive line needed to be exploded, And then after some injury and some poor play, he had to be out there. And I kept going, John Rennie Jr. is good. Can you please play him? Again, this goes back to my point about the coaches don't always see it the way that we see it. 
from the outside. It was obvious that he needed to be playing more. But now, it's obvious that he he's just not playing well and has not played well all season. And at a certain point, John Runyon Jr. is not under contract in 2024. Sean Ryan is... You just use a top 100 pick on him. He's played well in all of the snaps that you've given him over the course of the regular season. I understand you don't want to overload him or whatever it is. Like Someone on Twitter was like, well, they're giving him as much as he can handle. Well, I, I don't care. Because I'd rather him, if he can only handle 15 snaps, I'd rather him prove it by playing 60 snaps and being bad for 35 and good for 15. And then at least I know. Because that has its own value. I need to know what Sean Ryan is. Because John Runyon Jr. Probably not a part of this team moving forward. If you're already playing. Your, your late day two pick. That you could not even get on the field as a rookie. If you're playing him over John Runyon Jr. He's not coming back. So if that guy is leaving. You need to play the other guy to see if he can be part of your best five and not just part of your best five because you know you have a weak link, but part of your best five because you have a good player. If you do that, then all of a sudden, now you have your offensive line in pretty good shape. We'll see what happens at left tackle. Like if you can get Alt Fashoni, like there's some, there's some of these guys in this draft who are really, really good. But you need to know. You need to know first. And unless you play Sean Ryan, you're not going to know what he is or what he can do. All right, back tomorrow, Expert Tuesday. We've got Lily Zhao coming in on Wednesday. We've got a crossover Thursday. It's Packers. It's it's the Chiefs. Old school Super Bowl rematch. Jordan Love versus Patrick Mahomes. Seemed like David versus Goliath about a month ago. Right now, it's like, I don't know, offensively, are these teams that different? Truly. Are these teams that different? Defensively, yes, they're very different. But that's a discussion for this week. We're going to do all of that coming up this week on Locked on Packers. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you'll find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live, ah, We'll do that on our Locked on Packers YouTube page so you can stay Locked on Packers.